Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Creative Psychopaths. This is the intro bit, everybody knows this bit because this is the bit that you've got to listen to before you get to the bit that you actually came for. Um, so what's going on this week? We're talking to my cousin Vinny, <laughs> good gag, although well, he actually is my cousin Vinny, about the movie Christine. Um, I have to apologise because the notes that I've made for this I made ages and ages ago, so the plot rundown's a bit up and down um but overall it makes for a really great episode especially the questions to begin with because there's some great new movies in there for you to look up um i just want to address one thing is that um, i'm no longer going to be including sound clips into the podcast mostly just to save myself some time in the week um i didn't actually think they were adding anything to the podcast in the end so um that's that so yeah go rate review the podcast wherever you want and uh before you go into this episode why don't you think about what what your favorite car might be and then uh i mean don't tell me i'm not that bothered but you know whatever just get to the episode Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, a weekly horror movie podcast with me, Mark, and him, Matthew. Good day. Oh, good day to you, sir. And this week we have a guest, we're doing guests again, um, and this week we have my cousin Vinny, not the movie, the actual person. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you this fine Sunday evening? Um, yeah, can't complain. Um, life's good. Um, so, yeah, all's good. And and how are you going to be doing on Thursday morning when this is uh, coming out? Oh, great, I can't listen. I can't wait to uh, hear myself back. <laughs> I love hearing myself back, but I think I'm a bit of a narcissist. Is it, I think that, I think that's what it is. So I really love anything that's to do with me. Um, mm. Yeah. So no, it's just good to be on here. I mean, uh, like I say, it's been a long time coming, and. Uh, um, I know the film we're going to be discussing, um, you know, obviously it's one of my faves. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yes, it's been a long time coming because I've cancelled on you twice due to sickness. Um, so, unfortunately, it, you were going to be one of the very early guests and now you've ended up being one of the later guests. But I actually think that works out better for you because... Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed the podcast, I have to say. And... Uh, um, it's it's one of my highlights listening to um, the podcasts um, every time they come out. So, yeah. Oh, that's lovely to hear. And like yeah, I say, very much so. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. Oh, we don't know. We don't even carry on now. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah, we've we've pleased somebody. Right, okay, so um, we're going to start off with a Would You Rather, which I think Matthew has rather got ready. I, I have. So, so uh, go mad. I mean, anyone that uh, is actually listening has probably seen that the episode we're doing today is Christine. Mm. So we're taking the Would You Rather there. It's very simple. Would you rather be chased by Christine 
or that big old van monster truck thing from Jeepers Creepers. I think I'm not I'm not getting out of it either way, am I, with that? Well, you say that, but at the beginning of Jeepers Creepers, they did get away from it. Did they? And it's only because they went back and saw him dump the body that they all kicked off, so... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. 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 And also... Sorry, go on, Vinny. No, I was just going to say, I think from um, a Jeepers Creepers point of view, I think he would hunt you down regardless. Like, in the end, you know, they did succumb to, um, you know, the bad guy at the end. Whereas Christine, different kettle of fish. It's kind of like, you know, you you take the heart out of Christine and that is it. Whereas I think Jeepers Creepers, you know, he's just going to keep coming relentlessly. See, I I was thinking the same thing. There's a there's a threat inside the vehicle, mm. so I think really to get away from Christine, you just got to get some stairs, just get up exactly, some big yeah, stairs, just, get the high ground, and yeah, you you've at least given yourself time there. Mm. I yeah. don't think you're slowing down Jeepers Creepers, man, quite that quickly. No, no, and apparently he keeps coming back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it comes back every. X amount of years, I can't remember how many years. Um, yeah, which is which is an odd one in horror films because all the anti sort of heroes, you know, the Mike Myers and the uh, the Jasons and and whatnot, they always seem to come back, no matter how many times you um, splatter them. Um, and I think he's he's very much in their sort of ilk of. Doesn't matter how many times you kill me, I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah, except, but like I say, I think he's only allowed back every so often. But I know those, those films have fallen off. I, I, anyway, I'm going to take Christine just because she's such a beautiful car. Um, oh, she is. And um, it would be a pleasure to die at the hands of of such a beautiful car. Are, are we, have we got yeah. a full house then? Are we all saying Christine. Christine. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice, easy one then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm going to do the questions and the plot rundown this week because, um, you know, I'm lazy. That's <laughs> he's like he's lazy, and I'm a narcissist. So, and all I want to do is hear my own voice. So let's see. Uh, when did you become a horror fan? It's tricky, really, because. I read a lot of horror before I actually saw the films. So as a youngster, I mean, I got into reading Stephen King books when I was around about 10, 11, 12, especially when the Dungeon Dungeon and Master, Dungeon and Dragons books came out when you played a book with a dice mm. and you went to different chapters in the book and you worked out like this journey and stuff. So I was around about 10 or 11 when I read, but I would say as a proper fan who watched films, I was about 15. Right. That's actually quite late for most people on here. I think, uh, Mm. mm, mm. actually, no, because uh, I tell you, I have mixed the questions around because saying that, what is the first horror you can actually remember seeing? So the first horror I remember seeing, and now there's two, I can't really distinguish which was the first because they were roughly about the same time 
Um, and I've gone for the fog mm-hmm. or slugs or the thing. Now, I want to say the thing because it frightened the living daylights out of me. Yeah. Um, and the fog was quite tame and slugs was just gruesome. Yeah, I'm, I remember I'm focusing particular... on slugs here because this sounds... I mean, if ever a single word can sell you on a film, I think it's this. Yeah, it I keeps... remember a particular scene in Slugs um, with the guy and his um, partner sat at a dining room table in a restaurant, and he takes a bite of this um, sandwich that's got one of these like uh, slugs in the sandwich, and then in the next couple of minutes, the slugs are eating him from the inside out. It's just so gross. His eyes pop out and everything. It's just, yeah. I'm going to so, need to see this movie. Yeah, definitely. It keeps coming up on my um, Prime, uh, or sh- it might be on Shudder, and it keeps saying to me, you want to watch this next? And I'm like, do I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely watch Slugs. It's... Um, It'll, it, you know, when you go out in the morning, you see them slimming or sliding along the floor. You know, slangy little bastards. I think for the uh, <laughs> for the other two though, I and and for the film you've brought along today, there's like, there's a very heavy John Carpenter in in yes. your formative years. Mm. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I'd probably say a little bit surprising that that it's not Halloween as well, because I always think that that's like a lot of people's sort of big intro to horror, isn't it, that one? Yeah, I mean, it's a weird one because I was I was more intrigued with people who wrote books and there was a film adapted to the book. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure there were books relating to Halloween or Friday the 13th or, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I think they were a franchise of films rather than an adaptation of a book. So I think that's why I steered to more towards, you know, the John Carpenter's, the the um, the John Herberts of the world and Stephen King. Yeah, I think there was a Stanley Kubrick used to say that he liked adapting works. Because you know, uh, yeah. he had the idea of he, he would know already if a story worked, if it had already been written and, and you know, you could see it in front of you. And I think yeah. he's receptionist, I think it was, said, you know, when he was thinking of projects to do, he would read like the start of loads and loads of books and she would know how yeah. likely it was to be made by how long the gap was between her giving him the book and then her hearing him throw it against the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know my sister. I think blames you for her first horror movie, which was City of the Dead. Maybe City of yeah. the Dead. Yeah, City of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. I think we were. Um, I think we were at um, Grandma Suggets at the time. Yeah, um, I, I actually have a really vague recollection of it. Only really vague. Yeah. Because I, I, but I, yeah. I st- uh, the funny thing is, like after I spoke to Faye, I, I um I started trying to watch it, but it's fucking shit. It's a really bad. It movie. is. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's like one of the 
it's not even a C grade movie, it's, let alone B grade. It's not. No, it's got real shoddy. It's got shoddy act, acting, and 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 like it doesn't seem to go anywhere for ages. And I just yeah. gave I just gave up on it. It's it's no um, Night of the Living Dead. Um, so let's keep going. Then, so what is the scariest horror movie? Oh, so I've chopped and changed this quite a few times, but again, I think this film was made in um, nineteen eighty nine, roughly around about then, um, and it's a film called Shakma. Um, it's about a baboon in a laboratory that has been given um, advanced hormone drugs that sends it a bit sort of like, you know, um, off the wall. And the, you know, spoiler alert, but the premise of the film is that Shakmar gets out of its cage and there's a group of these scientists in a lab who are playing a game after work and it's a bit like you've got clues to get out of different floors of the place where they work and Shakmar's loose and it's just so intense because it's a bit like Jaws. Right. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. But it's so frightening when it when it happens. The 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 kill scenes and everything. And there's a particular scary part of the film where you think, you know, they've managed to corner Shakmar and throw him into a furnace and then all of a sudden bang he's back at the TV screen and it's like, Oh my god, I didn't expect that. And yeah, so a film called Shakmar, if you've never seen it. No, I must admit, I'll, I'm going to have to admit to having never even heard of it. Um, no, it's a new yeah. one to me as well. But I yeah. have found it, and uh, I've just seen a couple of scenes from it. It does look pretty intense. Um, oh. so <laughs> that's that's on my wish list now, on my watch list. Yeah, now. the um, world's most yeah. aggressive primate just got mad. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's one that sticks in my mind because it's one of those as a... Um, a teenager, I was like, you know, it was a time when there was a lot of this animal cruelty going around and testing on animals and things like that. And, you know, when I watched it, I was kind of like rooting for Shakma. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, come on, you know, you can get out, do it. And, you know, the more we killed, the better it was. Uh, have you uh, seen Ad Astra? Um, no, I haven't. So that's this really weird film in that it's a lot of it is Brad Pitt being very contemplative and sad about his dad in space. It's all very slow and uh, you're know, thoughtful. Yeah. And then just in the middle of it, there's a killer baboon scene. And it's just so off piece with the rest of the film and it's crazy. Wow. So, yeah, I, if I, I wouldn't say like, watch the film just for this because it's very short in a very i would say it's a very long film but you know it's uh five minutes out of an hour and a half say but if you're yeah, willing to uh scene. to go for it, it it is left field and it is wild mm. and you can always watch no right. you can always watch nope if you fancy another killer primate um what's that called no nope oh right mm. it, i'll uh not featured heavily it's in there no, though. But it's but then, very, it's very impactful again when it does happen. And the best bit, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I do like a good uh, sort of creature feature sort of thing. Yeah, me too. I'm a creature feature guy. Well, I mean, I'm an all kind of guy. I'm an all kind of horror movie kind of guy these days. Although I'm I'm less <laughs> I'm less into the really awful, miserable ones these days. I, I'm trying to avoid any of the ones that I claim you should never watch. Um, because I'm really sick of movies making me depressed. Wow, that was <laughs> that was well made, but now I'm really sad. <laughs> um so where are we Ooh. standout effects standout so effects. again this was everybody would go straight to american werewolf in london and yes the the effects were really good and things like that but i've gone for the fly yeah 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 well, and we... the 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 transformation from uh jeff goldblum um you know, the first time he finds out that, you know, he's cross-contaminated with a fly and it starts becoming really intense because things start to fall off and um, his insatiable uh, desire for, like, exercise and um, all the other stuff that goes with it and the scene where he opens the cabinet and all his, like, genitalia is in there and everything else that's fallen off and you just think yeah this is mad and then that last scene where he's actually the fly it's just brilliant yeah no you're right it's actually actually great well i mean i did that on um i've done an episode on that one on here with chris um and yeah i think it won an oscar for best makeup that one i think it did i think it did so yeah no uh I'd almost, I'd almost add that into the that's the right answer category, um, but I, I, I mean, how many of those am I allowed to give out? Uh, well, because we've already given I mean, out I, two. Yeah, but I mean, you can't, you know, you look at American Werewolf and you look at The Fly, and then I'm looking at other films, and I'm thinking, what other films apart from Dog Soldiers take take for instance? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Some of the werewolf scenes in that were, were were quite good, but I think when the fly came out, special effects were just coming into play with how things were made, and I think they got it they got it spot on with the fly. Yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I do think honestly think the fly, American Werewolf in London, and the thing are, are sort of the three yeah. to- top answers to that. But uh, you know. Yeah. I don't think I gave any of those. I don't think I did. did. I think you said, did you say the fly? No, did I? I, I might have done, yeah. I might have said the fly. I didn't. I said 2013's Evil Dead. Which has also got amazing effects. Yeah. Everything, it's all good. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. The best thing about this is that people can come on here, listen to films they haven't seen, and then go away and watch them. Uh, but yeah, we've to got this... a heavy episode for this one, haven't we? Yeah, got, we? We've got slugs. We've got Shackmar. We've got we've got a lot to get through after this. Yeah. And you thought you were going to say Shaq Fu? Then was that a game? Shaq Fu. I'd love I'd love for when you watch Shackmar at some point in another podcast, just to give it a mention because it's one of those films when you watch it, you'll be like, wow. Why have I never seen this before? It's so intense. Yeah. 
Well, everything we watch now is the potential for the next episode or the or, or an episode because whenever I don't think we're yeah. gonna run out of con- content for that. And yeah, there's, there's a so, lot of horror films around, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. there's loads. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of crap ones um, though, especially ones that people think are great. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. You know, like if you don't watch stuff with nostalgia, like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold up. Anyway. Well, it, when we get to the question about what's the worst movie, I mean, I had one in mind, but I since watched a movie not that long ago, and it was awful. So that's my movie of choice, but I'll tell you that later. We'll get to that. So the next <clears> question <throat> is, um, a movie that needs a sequel, or movies that they need to stop making sequels, or, of course, if you've got an answer for both. Yeah, it's a tricky one, this, because I'm not a fan of what I call... Got to be careful how I word this. Modern horror. There's a there's a so the the film I've chose to stop making sequels because I think after the first one they didn't need to make any more. And I know it's not going to be a popular answer, but saw. No, I think we're we're fully in agreement on this. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's a popular answer with me anyway. I, I think I just is. think there's I just think that. There is, you know, too much samey, samey, samey. And you know what you're going to get with it. So it's, a, I mean, yeah, it, I think they should have stopped after the first one. A bit like, you know, par- paranormal activity. You know, we all know what to expect. There's yeah. a clue in the title of the film, Paranormal Activity. And I think it's the same with Saw. You know exactly what you're going to get from the film. Yes, it's gory, but it's not what I would class as a um, a good classic horror. Right. Yeah. So have you got one you'd like a sequel for? Um, I haven't really given it much thought, but I think... If I was to make a sequel, I think I'd have to go for The Hitcher. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because one of the questions that I haven't answered yet is is um, roughly about The Hitcher. And I think the, the film itself, even though there wasn't that many people in it, it was quite intense, you know, I think the people that played the parts in the film and, you know, I think if they were to make a sequel, because nobody really knew what happened afterwards. It was just left, wasn't it? It was like there was the awful scene at the end and then that was it, the film was done. Um, But I think, yeah, I think if they was going to make a sequel, I'd like, you know, The Hitcher. But whether they redid the film or made another one, made a sequel. Yeah. So is that, because I've, I've, Got this up on IMDb. Then there's an, a 1986 one and a 2007 one. So are they are they, are they remakes? Or... I think the remake was not that good. So I think I I, I kind of knew there was a another one, but I, I didn't put it in the category because I didn't feel like it gave you the same um, level of intensity when you were watching it. Um, because like the first one, you were on your edge of your seat watching it, you know, and it was like, oh my god, this is not going to end well. 
I must admit, I didn't realise that they had remade it. Um... No, I, see, I've, I've not, uh, I've not seen either of them. So I, thought, so I just had a search, and, and two came up. So <laughs> yeah. But as far as I can tell, yeah, it, the the 2007 one with Sean Bean is, is a remake, but neither of them had sequels. From uh, from what yeah. I've seen. yeah, yeah, I seem to remember the one with Sean Bean not being that good. So uh, you're you're saying the uh, the 1986 one. With uh, with Rutger Hauer, yeah, it's mega. Can't beat a bit of Rutger okay. Hauer. Um, right. So, what is your favourite franchise? Now, I've got two. Um, so, I'm hoping you're going to help me with making making the right choice. So, I've got the Elm Street movies and Halloween. So, the reason I chose Nightmare on Elm Street was it was one of the first films I ever remember that affected me um, in the fact that when I went to sleep, I always thought of Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street. And, you know, as a teenager, you think, yeah, it's just a film. It's just a film. But it's one of them, one of the films that kind of like, you know, makes you feel like it could be real. Yeah, and I suppose when you you're, you're dealing with dreams, you've you've got that yeah. you've got that as, as allowable because it doesn't have to be anything like reality to make it feel real if it's a dream. Because Absolutely, your dreams aren't real, are they? You know, it's, that's the whole point. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted help choosing between the two, I would say Nightmare on Elm Street because. It's got the strongest sequels, um, yeah, for sure. As, as franchises yeah. go, like Halloween's yeah. got some great movies, but a lot of bad sequels. Um, yeah, I mean, if you were, yeah, Halloween. Uh, I mean, what are we up to now? About Halloween forty five. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly you know I mean? how many it is. It's uh, it's a be, lot. Could be nine. I would 10. say that for for my money. Uh, uh, the original Halloween is the best film out of them yeah. all, but the yeah, the average Nightmare on Elm Street film is better than the average Halloween film. Yeah, <laughs> I'd go with that. Yeah, that's a really good diplomatic way of putting it. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, to be quite honest, I don't mind having multiple answers to any of the questions. It's it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just you difficult know. to choose. I mean, you know, I didn't really want to. I guess, you know, hurt either of their feelings sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one, actually, because if you if you went with the current logic that the newest Halloween, not the newest one, not Halloween Kills, but the, the, the Halloween before that, 2019, I think it was, was it? Um, uh, something like that. Yeah. If you go based on that being a sequel to the first one, I probably would have said that that was a stronger franchise, but obviously... There are a lot of other films out there, a lot of other Halloween films. Oh, yeah. Of but, then, but then Halloween Kills were absolute gash. So, well, I think I yeah. did give it a creative psychopath. That was, that was before we had the U. It's spooky, though. So, yeah. Uh, right. But then we'll, we'll find out in a, well, not, not long at all now when uh, Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Oh, yeah. Halloween ends. It looks all right. Uh, right, so what is the worst horror movie you've seen? 
So, the worst horror movie that I saw. Now, this is a international horror film. So, it's from Taiwan. Right. And it's called Incantation. Is that Heard quite new? Yes. Yeah. On Netflix, it was last, So, yeah, 2021. Right, yeah. Um. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give this a go. I, I, I like a bit of, you know, real footage sort of thing. Because it said, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, does have, like, real footage and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, okay, I'll give this a bit of a watch. And about halfway through, I was still waiting for something to happen. <laughs> um, so I'd spent, like, 50 minutes just watching people, like, go to this, like, little village in the hills. And there was this, like, crazy woman and... She was like putting like a curse on them, and I mean, there was one scene where, you know, there was a they they were running out of this cave, and you just thought, well, is that it? And you know, there was nothing, nothing scary about it. I don't even know why it's in the horror category. Yeah, do you know what? I think I started watching that and gave up on it. I don't know if this makes me sound bad, bad or not, but. For me to commit to a film that's got subtitles, it has to sort of drag me in anyway. I mean, I like I like foreign horror movies, as we did the top five, but it's still got to drag me in early. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm 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 one for right. I've started it. I'm going to finish it, sort of thing. But you know, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> There's a few films I wish I hadn't started. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I've got to. Uh... I've got to finish a film once I've started it. And there was a similar one, which I think was a Korean film called The Eighth Night, uh, which again, I think also came out last year. Yeah. And like that one was, you know, you, you start watching a film, you, you get tired, go to bed or whatever. And I think it took me about a week before I could pick it up and start going again with it. it that that wasn't <laughs> great. I know. Wasn't the worst, but yeah. I mean, I'm all try. I'm all for trying to give you know these film companies or film people who want to get into the genre of horror. But I mean, if you're going to put real footage into a film, don't just slap it in ten minutes from the end, and it and it. You know, there's nothing frightening about it. It's mm. just, it's yeah. really annoyed you a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right. So, um, what is your favorite horror movie? My favorite horror movie is. Oh, where, 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 where. It's Jaws, so, isn't it? It's Jaws. <laughs> Gotta be. I've. I've been a Jaws fanatic for 35, 36 years. I mean, at, at the time, I didn't class Jaws as a horror because when I watched it, I was, I was in awe of the sheer power of Mother Nature. You know, this shark has a brain, goes around eating people, and uh, it frightened the life out of me to the point where it must have taken me a few years 
to be able to dip my toe back in Blackpool Sea. <laughs> and that, that's nothing to do with sharks. That's just, it's filthy. <laughs> yeah, it is filthy. It is filthy. But um, yeah, it, 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 I wouldn't say it scarred me, but it intrigued me a lot. Mm. And for about 10, maybe 10, 12 years, I, I, I studied sharks as a teenager um, to the point where I wanted to become a, a marine biologist, but I was never clever enough. So it was more like a hobby, um, you know, um, and I was lucky enough to um, swim with three whale sharks in Egypt in the Red Sea. So that's wow. the closest I've ever got to um, swimming with anything the size of, you know, a great white. Um, but I would love nothing more than cave dive. Do a do a do a cage dive with uh, with great whites. I'm fascinated by them. Yeah, all that, from that movie. Proper, uh, yeah, that's proper love for something, that isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's just. I mean, all this talk about trying to remake it. Forget it. Just leave it alone because you ain't going to get the chemistry between Roy Schneider, Richard Dreyfuss, and Martin Shaw. Them three were just majestic, you know. And I think I remember an interview with Richard Dreyfuss on TV once. And I forget which, uh, it might have been Saturday Night Live, the American one. And he said he regretted making Jaws. And that was about two weeks after they'd finished filming. Um, and he had no idea just what impact that film would have on the world, let alone America, the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, one day when we get to episode 100, we'll be doing a Jaws episode. And Oh, um, I hope so. Oh, yeah. I think, well, I think we've found the guest for it, haven't we, now at least? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Vinny. There's someone else as well. I think uh, I had a guy. Oh, I think it might have been on Australia. Uh, Alistair also said that it uh, got him as well, didn't it? Do you know what? I, I think we'll see what happens for the 100th episode. But I, as many people as want to come <laughs> on and talk to me about Jaws as they can do. It might be a long one, though, because... Um, I mean, I'd just be happy listening to it, let alone, like, you yeah. know, I'm sure everyone's got their own stories to tell about yeah. how Jaws impacted their life. Yeah, well, it's, um, one of, it's one of those films for me that I know so much about, um, you know, inside and out. I've got the the books that tell you about the making of, and I've, yeah. watched, I've watched The Shark is still working about a million times, you know. Yeah. And... Yeah, because when you were saying say about Richard Dreyfus, because because it, it was an awful film to make, it was horrible yeah, for and, all of them to make. Um, yeah. So you know, Bruce wouldn't work. No, Bruce wouldn't work, and a lot of the animosity you get between uh, Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw were like Robert Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were, I mean, was genuine. <laughs> so, yeah, like um, anyway, let's uh, honestly. We'll yeah. move on from Jaws. Yeah, but I, I just mean, want to say before we move on that episode one hundred and one is just going to be like a, a disappointing birthday party, and I'm going to choose the film for it afterwards. No, are you? I, I'm saying <laughs> that now. It's, it's going to be something that nobody wants to talk about, but I'm going to force everyone on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And now I'm looking forward to episode one hundred and one. Yeah, Bring it's it going on. to be what what film most people have said is the worst. <laughs> Yeah, either that or we try and explain the plot of Midsommar. Uh... <laughs> no, I could do that. 
Could you? Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, I love Midsummer. Yeah, me too, but it's quite different. I think it'd be really hard to... Anyway, forget it. Right, so that's... Um, is it? Yeah. There's one more question, isn't there? No, no, there shouldn't be. What have I missed? Best kill. Oh, I have missed best kill. Sorry. <gasps> what a bad lad. Best kill. We're ending on best kill. <laughs> Which I think is appropriate. Mm. Um, so I'm going back to the movie, The Hitcher. Okay. Um, the final scene where Jennifer Lee is stretched between a car and I think I can't remember if it's a truck or another car. Um, it's it's because it's so intense physically, even if you can't hear anything, you feel her being stretched to the point where she's pulled in two. And you just think that is so horrific. You can have all the blood and the guts and gore and everything. People have been, you know, been blown up. But I think to be pulled apart between two cars like that in a film, um, for anyone watching, is quite horrific. Yeah, no, not nice at all. Yeah, so that is a good option. Good option. Good shout. Good. Good way to die, I guess. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. A lovely way. It's to not, and, and you feel you 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 actually like get in her head, like knowing that every sinew, every muscle, every tendon is being stretched to a point, and all of a sudden it gives. Gone. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. I just started thinking about it. That's fun. Uh, right, great. That So that was the last question. That's the first slice of bread in the horror sandwich. So today's filling is what are you going to have in a sandwich? What What's what's your actual sandwich of choice before we get into this movie? Oh, it's got to be. Um, I'm very much a cheese and ham. Yeah, and what I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why I had it in my head that he was going to say he's going to say, but he said cheese and ham, and not ham and cheese, which is what everyone always goes ham then cheese. So, you know, yeah, 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 just to be different, same sandwich, just different yeah. order of ingredients. Um, I mean, I suppose it's I suppose it's like a scone in it. Do you put the jam on first or the cream? Um, it's got to be jam on it. Jam then cream, not cream then jam. Jam and cream, yeah, because how you can't balance the jam on the cream, surely. Well, exactly. Uh, me, uh, yeah, we, we, me and the other half did experiment with this when uh, we we had tea not so long ago, and jam first is definitely easier of the two. Yeah, but with with I a agree. very thick clotted cream, it it can be done oh. that you can put cream first. Yeah, I don't to me it feels like a logistical nightmare, but. Well, you yeah. know, I'm glad at least one of us has tried it the other way around to come back. Oh yeah, with we, actual feedback, we're a fully scientific research podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, that's 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 proper deep. No, well, you are a doctor after all, apparently. Um, oh yeah, I forgot that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yep. Yeah, so okay. So we know what we're having. We're having a ham and cheese, but the actual film filling is Christine from 1983. Ooh, 
Uh, Absolutely. We're eating Christine on a sandwich. We're having Christine on a sandwich. Oh, oh well, not this one. It's a car. That would be a horrible sandwich. Um, so this movie was directed by John Carpenter. Now, I will say straight away that um, I, I didn't realize until doing this that it was actually John Carpenter. You know, I like, as soon as I was like, put it, um, uh, the thing about this is I did these notes about two months ago, if not more. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be very, what I've written down is, it's just complete gobble a juke. Um, but yeah, no, I remember that me and Vinny talked about doing a Stephen King, but I didn't want to do uh, The Shining or anything like the bigger one like that. So I thought, oh, I'll go into Christine. And then as soon as I like uh, put it on, I'm like, oh, this is John Carpenter. I had no idea it was him. It um, does feel like a strange, like strange bedfellows, doesn't it really? Because it's, yeah. uh, it's not the kind of, project that he normally does you know he's got uh i know but at the same time it kind of also does feel perfect with that king of the b movie sort of style that he has yeah yeah Yeah. and it it does feel like a john carpenter film when you know it is and you start watching it's like it's very much what i'd expect for him to be like um so this movie is, of course, based on Christine by Stephen King, the book Christine, which I read after watching the film in preparation for the podcast. Um, and um, I'm glad I did it that way around, because I think if I'd read the book and watched the film, uh, I think it, well, you know what I mean, like, because the books always fill out the characters and stuff like that. So I think. I tend to find that's always the best way around to do it. Film, then book, and then you can't get angry with the film that it's not doing what you wanted it to do. Hey, that character doesn't do that, doesn't do that in the book. Totally um, agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm, right. I'm going the other way for that. Oh, I, really? I, book first. Yeah, because I think that's that's how you that's the story, isn't it? It's what comes first, I would say, is first. <laughs> no, yeah. like I wouldn't. I wouldn't read the movie novelization before seeing the film. Right. But yeah, I think I always just think yeah that go for for what's first because then you kind of get the the extra enjoyment if they do a good job of it as well. Because you're like, oh yeah, I see or what they've done there, and they this oh this is exactly yeah, yeah. how I imagined it, and that sort of thing. Or you yeah, can just yeah. be more angry than you normally would. Yeah. So this film's budgeted at 10 million and it box office around 21 million. So not particularly a success, but you know, in 1983, 11 million profit. It's not so bad. Um the film is quite light on cast, really. Uh, the main ones are Keith Gordon as Arnie, John Stockwell as Dennis, and Alexandra Paul as Lee. There are other characters, but nobody really stood out, I don't think. Um, so we we see that we're going into it now. So we see the title screen, and all all over the titles, it's just revving. Rum. That's what revving sounds like. Um, and then the music, bad to the bone. That one. Uh, and it says, "Oh, look, it's 1957." And we go, "Oh, lovely." And there's a production line, and we see Christine, uh, red Plymouth. She's a Plymouth, right? 
I really should mm-hmm. have written that down. I, I realised in, in this bit at the production line that I know nothing about Plymouth cars. Plymouth Fury. <laughs> Plymouth Fury, thanks. Thank you, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know nothing about cars. I know absolutely nothing. So yeah, I know how to drive one. That's about it. Me too. <laughs> and we see Christine and she's red. All the other cars are sort of whitish and she's red and she's an absolutely beautiful car. And we like her. And And I say... American cars look nicer than English cars, I think. Um, and that's what I say about that. Um, so a guy comes along and he checks her bonnet, um, but the bonnet comes down and it chops his hand. Yeah, he didn't put the stand on. It's his own fault. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, can't blame Christine for that, really. No, nope. no, nope. it's your fault, sir. Um, and anyway, so another man sits inside the car and he, he drops his cigarette ash on her seat. And then um, uh, the car lights up and he's dead. <laughs> he dies. They open the car and he's just dead. So that's good. So anyway, we get to 1978 and um, we see uh, one of our main characters, Dennis, who's driving his car to Dennis to Arnie's mum's house, and she's a bit of a prick. Oh, you know, that's nice pollution. Yeah, shut up. Arnie comes out of the house, he's a bit of a nerd, bit of a... Oh, oh I thought we had a dweeb on our hands. Yeah. Oh. I thought we did. I was getting ready, but <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't entirely convinced and proven right. Yeah, so he has a bit of a stumble, drops the trash, oh, what a, walks through a puddle. You dick. Um, you know, as you do. Anyway, anyway, um, they're in the car with each other talking about Scrabble. Yeah. Um, because he wanted to use the word fellatio, but his mum went lame. She said, no, it's not a real word. You know, it's in the dictionary. Um, anyway, so for some reason, Dennis goes, come on, we got to get you laid. Um, and we see that the two of them are good friends, but very opposite to each other. Um, which is fun. Uh, at school, people love Dennis, it seems, but nobody seems to like Arnie. Uh, ugh, hello there. Uh, that was fucking... Billy Connolly, that wasn't it? Um, I meant to do Arnold Schwarzenegger and ended up doing a very poor Sylvester Stallone, uh, which isn't even the same guy. Get to the chopper. There you go. <laughs> See, even bad as well. Uh, what am I doing? Anyway, so there's some real... All I've written down here is horrible dialogue because while they're stood at the lockers talking to each other, it's a very, I'd say, 80s dialogue. Um, and it's not very PC, so we moved it on. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they talk about Lee, the new girl, and we won't say what they say about her. Um, well, that's a, they, they do say one thing, which I'm going to take issue with. They say she has the body of a slut. What what even is that? That makes no sense to me. It's just a body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. I don't say think that. in the eighties. I don't think in the eighties they were very sort of clued up, were they, on um, terminology of things. Films were very sort of say what you want. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really care. Whereas we we do. We do care. You know, and I, I cringe, 
yeah, you know, there are certain things in films when you watch back, you think, oh my goodness, you know, how was it even acceptable? Yeah. I thought this is the only bit of the movie really though where that that happens where you go, oh, this is a bit um this is not good dialogue. Yeah, my my no. issue, um, you know, apart from the you know the obvious just crassness of it. It's just that it's a really stupid thing to say that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's it, it even by bad logic, it doesn't have logic. I'm trying to remember. I don't even think it's in the book. It it doesn't feel like it's something Stephen King would write. No, no, no. He'd write that sort of conversation, but it's. I don't think it's the kind of language you'd use. No, I could be wrong, but you know, I don't I... recall. I don't remember. I don't remember that being said. To be quite honest with you, I don't remember there being much of, of Dennis interacting with any other people than Arnie um, and yeah. Lee. Really, um, no. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, what What's happening? Um, it was quite an amusing bit where he can't. Arnie can't get his locker open. Dennis opens it, and then for some reason Arnie closes it again and can't open it. What a dick! Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So uh, we cut to the dentist, I think, looking for Arnie. And they can say, oh, Buddy Repperton stole his lunch. And then we come across Buddy Repperton, who is, what, 45 years old? Right. I yeah. looked at this. He was 24. Really? When when they made this, he was 24. Like, he, dude looks 50. He does. He I does. Mean, and yeah, I couldn't believe it. because Obviously, he doesn't look like he goes to school. No. But no. then... He also looks way older just for his actual age, never mind the age of the character. I know. Was he... I'm trying to think. Was he not in The Warriors? I don't know, to be honest. No, he wasn't. Uh, He kind of does look like the main guy. Uh, But, yeah, because I looked looked him up on IMDb for it. I think the only other thing of note he was in was Mulholland Drive. Really? Uh, Right, it's probably where I've seen him. Yeah, so he's 45 years old. Um, and he's ooh, <laughs> he's a movie bully. And and Stephen King knows how to write a bully. So it's not your regular bunny bunny bully. He's got a flick knife and he stabs Arnie's lunch. And 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 I say, I know there was a yogurt in there, but what the fuck's going on with his lunch? Is it really yeah. s- they were also calling Arnie pizza face? I mean, dude looks like a clearasil advert. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd but, kill for skin like that. That's one no. thing from the books, though, for sure, is that he was completely acne covered. Um, but yeah, he was a proper um, stereotypical teenager with lots of spots. Yeah, but he I... says later in the film as well, doesn't he? That that he, he's ugly as well, and you just think, nah, you're not. Maybe maybe change that aspect of it from the. Uh... The film to the book, once you've got your casting in place. Yeah, the Arnie in this is very, she's all that. Once he takes those glasses off, he's away. Um, Absolutely. But uh, let's see. So anyway, the teacher shows up and the teacher's real fucking aggressive. And he's like, empty your pockets. And he does. And then uh, the last thing he says is, I'll fix you. Um, Also, on the whole, very relaxed attitude to knife crime. Um, 
Yeah. Although that flick knife did remind me of... Do you remember we used to get flick combs? No. (laughs) It looked just like a flick knife, but when you pressed the button, it was a comb. Yeah. Yeah. Good good days. I don't need a comb these days. Um, Oh, you might need for the beard. Oh, yeah. You're right. Maybe I'll see if I can get a flick comb. Um. Let's see. So the next time we see Arnie, he's got tape on his glasses. What a nerd. Um, but it turns out Buddy Reppin has been kicked out of school. Ah, what a dick. And then the next thing he goes, stop! There's a fucking car I want to look at. And it's Christine. But she's knackered. But Arnie and Dennis go, look at her. And Arnie loves her. And um, loves her. Loves it. Loves them. Whatever. An old guy comes out. George LeBay. Um, who, I think it's the old guy from Home Alone. It is, yeah. Uh, yes. Only this time watching it, which is probably my fourth or fifth recently, was I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy from my mind. Um, who I who I think is lovely in this is wonderful. Um, let's see. So uh, the old guy lets him start her up. He says her name's Christine, and uh, and so anyway, Arnie buys the car for two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred and fifty dollars. That seems cheap to me. I don't know. 1983 might have been whatever. Um, no, I, I felt the same there. Because he said you can get a really nice car for that. And I thought, can you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think I so. I wouldn't know what it cost for a car back then. Anyway, so um, anyway, Dennis thinks it's a bit dodgy, but Arnie buys the car anyway. We end up back at Arnie's parents again, and they go... Um, he goes, I bought a car. And they're like, no, we are fucking keeping it here. Um, and the mum keeps going to Dennis, why did you let him buy it? It's like, it's not really my choice, you bitch. Yeah, she um, is, she's just awful, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, everything she's so that, bad. Every, doesn't matter what he does. She just hates everything and everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, she says, you can't keep the car here. So he leaves. And they take the car to Darnell's, which is a do-it-yourself garage. Um, the car's very smoky. Uh, Darnell gives them lots of ru- rules, including no smoking while all his friends are in there smoking. Um, Darnell's kind of a dick, but eh, likable enough. Um, uh, anyway, so the the car's in Darnell's for him to for him to um, fix up. Um, and so we sort of jump ahead three weeks and. Um, they are sort of Darnell's talking about the car, and it seems like Arnie's knocking it together in an odd way. So he's changed the windscreen wipers before fixing uh, the windscreen. Um, Again, to me, knowing nothing about cars doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> but... uh, he's got new, he's got wipers, change them. Anyway, so not, Darnell was nicer than we thought, and he sort of lets Arnie. Do use his junk pile as long as he sort of um, does a bit of work for him. Not a bit of work for him. For him. Some lube jobs. Whatever the fuck that is. Um, Arnie sits in the car and a love song plays. Oh, and he's got no glasses. Oh, we noticed that he's got no glasses. Um, then the guys are checking out Lee in the library. Oh, but Dennis goes over to her and he says, come on, let's go dancing. And she goes, nah, I have a date. Uh, Dennis picks Arnie up to go to a movie. He looks different. He looks 
Oh, he's got a bit of a different attitude too. Oh. <laughs> uh, why have I written last owner of the car died of carbon monoxide poisoning? I know that's true, but I'm not sure why that fits into this plot. Um, uh, that's where he goes to... Uh, is this where he goes back to LeBay? I have no idea. Um, this is going to be a real good episode of me not remembering stuff. Even though I did watch the movie today. Uh, let's see. So Arnie's oh actually no I tell a lie um, Arnie's parents uh, they had to um, finance not finance the car but um, oh, they had like, to register didn't register they? the car and they found out that the last owner of the car died of carbon carbon monoxide thank you very much so um, that's Arnie's parents so um, <laughs> now they seem to like Dennis and want want help from him. Which is fun. Uh, Dennis shows up the shows up to George LeBay's. Ooh. He goes, oh, I know what happened. Someone died. And he say, like, oh, my brother killed himself. But he only ever loved Christine. And then he goes on to say that his daughter died in the car. And his wife died in the car. And it made, he made him get rid of her. But the car came right back. Ooh. Dennis. Yeah, so this guy knows all of this. And then was just happy to sell the car on to someone else. Like, never thought that might be a bit iffy. I mean, there's a there's a point if you go back to the actual um, time when Arnie bought the car. I've always looked at it like Christine chose Arnie, not the other way around. And no matter how much of a um, a pull that other people were saying, don't buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it. I think. For some reason, there was this connection. And I think, you know, Arnie was just the guy at the time who Christine chose. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. So, well, so this guy sort of realised that he was powerless. So he just sort of let it... Yeah, I think let, even let it though go. he knew... Yeah, because he said there was something special about Christine, even though he knew what had happened... You know, this guy had kept the car for 25 years and, you know, it was a, a bit of a stretch letting it go. But he was willing to sell it because Arnie showed so much interest in her and he was going to restore her to her former glory. OK, I, I accept that. Accept your reasoning. Yeah, uh, that's perfectly reasonable logic. Hopefully. So then um, Dennis sneaks into Darnell to look at Christine and uh, the Miles have started to clock back and and then the music comes on and it goes keep on knocking but you can't come in it's not sound exactly like that but he fucking runs away um next he's dennis is playing football and harney shows up in christine oh she's looking better and oh he's on a date with lee anyway so uh dennis gets wiped out um and he's rather hurt uh we jump ahead again and dennis is in hospital oh We'll never play football ever again. And then he says, oh, are you dating Lee? And um, Arnie says, I respect her mind and she lusts after my body. Lusts after my body. Oh, good. And uh, let's see, how did the car get fixed up? Hard work, I'm telling you. Um, but he's still not allowed to keep the car at home. And really, I've gone mad, it seems. Um, that was me. I am personally going mad, not this plot. Uh, let's see. 
Arnie has got this weird thing about why being a parent is like trying to kill your kids. I don't really know where he's going with that. I think in the book, it definitely has got a longer explanation of that. But in the in this, it's just like, oh, kill your kids. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they go to a drive through movie. Arnie and Lee go to a drive through movie. And uh, it's absolutely pissing down with rain. And while I'm watching it, I go, this is a good reason to not have drive-in movies. Like, how the hell are you supposed to watch it? Um. But, yeah, uh, you don't get uh, you don't get a particularly high screen quality do you, on that one. No, it's uh, I, mean, I suppose those places are mostly for kissing. Because oh, oh. there is a little bit of kissing. That's um, why I never get to go to any. No, no kissing for you. <laughs> you could just eat popcorn, I suppose. Just sit and eat popcorn and cry. Slurp your drink. Yeah. I can do that at home. Very true. And I do. Very true. Popcorn and tears. Oh, I didn't want this salty. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's see. Sexy times. Sexy times? No, there isn't any. Because um, she doesn't like Christine. Lee doesn't like Christine. She's going, you care more about that car um, than you care about me. And then, and, and I was like, why does nobody like my car? Um but uh, uh, anyway, they get back to the car and um, the wiper breaks while they're sitting in there. So Arnie gets out and while Lee's been eating a burger, she starts to choke. I think the lights come on in the car, like very bright lights. And Arnie can't get back in. But some dude manages to get her out. Heimlich's her. She's okay. And um, once they get her home, once Arnie gets Lee home, uh, he asks her to get rid of the car. Um, and she says, oh, that car only ever plays old songs. Did you ever notice that? And he says, you're jealous of my car. And he's a bit of a prick to her, truth be told. Yeah, he's not quite, he's not very charming, is he? No, he's he's, he's changing, isn't he? Oh, he's gone from being, I don't know. He's, he's gone from being a uh, pushover to a... Uh, Prick. Also, but, at the same yeah. time, though, she's very quick to realise that this car has some sort of haunted monster. Yeah, well, remarkably keep, fast. Got to keep that plot moving. Yeah. yeah, everyone, everyone's jumping straight in on this. There's no one just being like, "Oh no, it's just a normal car." Everyone's yeah. like, "That car's fucked, man." I will say, actually, yeah, but... in the book, everyone's clocked onto the car quickly. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like a it's like a bad vibe in it, you know, when all your mates are saying she's not the right one for you, but you ignore your mates and just crack on. You get your heart broken. Oh dear. Um. Anyway, so oh, Arnie gets back in the car, but it won't start, and he says, "Come on, it's all good. I still love you or whatever." And anyway, um, the car then starts, so they go back to Darnell's. Oh. As Arnie leaves, the bullies sneak in, our 45-year-old bullies sneak in, and um, they use sledgehammers and smash the shit out of Christine, and we we all cry because it's just like when Johnny Five got beaten up in Short Circuit 2. Remember that? Uh, anyway, uh, where am I? Yeah, so they, they beat the shit out of it with sledgehammers, and um, let's see, we cut to later. And Arnie and Lee show up to get his wallet uh, from Christine. 
And they go inside and, oh, no, Christine's all beated up. And Arnie gets super mad with me. With me? <laughs> Lee, not me. Uh, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't even there. Um, his parent, his parent, he's going to say to your parents, it's all your fault. And they say, look, we'll buy you a new car. And he says, yeah, well, fuck you. I'm fixing Christine. His dad says, you're being real disrespectful. But he just grabs his dad by the fucking throat. Um, which is an odd scene because I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm like going, yeah, stand up for yourself. But, you know, don't be a bit. Don't be a dick. Um, plus, it's your mum who needs choking. Um also, to be fair, he was also fairly reasonable when he said that, you know, it was kind of their fault because, like, why wouldn't they just let him have his car at the house? It's his mum's yeah. a dick. Yeah, they had the space. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, Arnie goes to fix Christine and um, he says, don't worry, it's just me and you now. He goes, show me. And uh, she rebuilds herself, which is wonder- a wonderful effect, I thought. Um, yeah, brilliant. Watching her rebuild herself. I mean, I guess it's some sort of reverse camera thing, but the way it's done is really good. Um, mm. She rebuilds herself. So then we go off to find Bully One. Oh. Um, and he's just got off the bus and he hears some music. Um, and we see Christine. And he goes, uh, Cunningham, which is Arnie's second name, if you didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't referred to him much in that because they, they call him not a very nice name most of the way through. Uh, we won't go into that. Anyway, the lights, noise. Anyway, it chases him down. Uh, they chase him through a gate and then down some tight gaps. And he's in a really, really tight area that the car can't get down but then it squeezes itself down there and crushes the guy oh yeah so she crushes and kills the dude um and he wakes up dennis in the hospital with a beer and he says hey did you hear what happened to bully number one who's got a name but we don't know what it is uh well they say what it is in the film but i didn't write it down i says what if they do it again they won't do it again what if they break your car again, but they won't break your car again? God, two-month-old notes are the worst. <laughs> um, let's see. The police show up, and he goes, I heard your car was knackered. And he goes, no, it's been repaired. You can see it's been repaired. Don't worry about it. This is one of the ones where I have to sort of go, like, from a police point of view, like, so what's your problem? You can clearly see his car's fine. Like, what do you think? what do you think he did? Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's proper cocksure of himself now, isn't he? He's like the man. Yeah, it's my car's fine, bruh. Um, I've repaired it. Um, then he says, uh, "Did they do a poop? <laughs> did they do a poop? They did, didn't they? They poop on yeah, his um, on his shit um, on the dashboard. Yeah. Shit on his dashboard, and he goes, "Ah, oh, well, shit wipes off. Um, good stuff." Um, and then he says, when is it against the law to fix your car? Anyway, that's the police guy. Um, let's see, Arnie rings Lee and he says, look, I care about you. And she, come on, we'll give it one more try. And, uh, she says no. And he goes, yeah, well, fuck you then. Uh, she's nice. December 16th. The bullies are, are again driving about 
And the car drives behind them. Bright lights. They give them the finger. But it's Christine. And they try fucking about, but it doesn't work. And Christine crashes into the garage. The bullies... Um, let's see. Christine mows down Bully 2. Explodes Bully 3. Gaff! Christine in a ball of fire. She chases Bully 4, who would be um, Buddy Repperton. Um, see, I always think when you're trying to outrun a murderous car, the best thing to do is just go not- quite slowly down a road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not, you know, get off the path, go up some stairs, go inside nope. a rather strong building. No, just, just run yeah. quite slowly in front of the car. Slowly down the middle of the road. Everybody knows that's the way to escape a murderous car on fire. But also, and that's the- how amazing does Christine look in this bit? Absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, and how they the got the car of- on fire. Yeah. Yeah. In- yeah. Incredible. Like a true demonic presence. The, the way that, I mean, and I'll probably get to this right at the end of this, but the way that they filmed the car so many times to give it so much personality it is amazing. Yeah. And here, here on fire just looks like a fucking demon from hell. Um, yeah, it's good. Anyway, uh, so Darnell, Darnell's garage, uh, she sees, he sees Christine return. Um, but she's burnt to a crisp. And let's see, Dar- Darnell's there wondering who's driving her um, because he checks to make sure that Arnie was doing a delivery they asked him to do. So he knows that Arnie's not driving. So he takes her... <laughs> I've written he takes a bat thinking someone stole her, but he didn't. He takes a gun, doesn't he? I think he takes a gun. Uh, um. Oh, the hot handles. She's got hot handles. Of course, she was just on fire. And then he opens it up and nobody was in the car. Darnell climbs in. And uh, we see then see Darnell get crushed to death. Uh, the seat itself moves forward as far as it can, right up to the, the steering wheel and crushes old Darnell to death. Oh, no. Um, let's see. The next day, Arnie shows up at Darnell's. Uh, the police are there. They found Darnell dead in his car. Uh, but Christine is pristine again. There you go. A little poetry for you. Christine is pristine. Um, the car was seen near Bullies 2 and 4. Um, which, again, the fact that the fa- the car's completely fixed really does sort of get him out of it. Go, well, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Clearly, I haven't been crashing my car into Bullies. Sir, yeah, so obviously Arnie's like, Look, I want here. I was like elsewhere, which is true. Um, we see that Dennis has finally got her out of hospital, and Lee calls him about Christine and he tells her about the previous car deaths. And they discuss Arnie and his change. Um, he, uh, let's see, Dennis is off to Arnie's for New Year. He said, Look, I'm going to talk to him. Um, but Arnie shows up at Dennis is in Christine and uh, he says, what's what you say about my car? Um, and Arnie driving, oh, Arnie looks a bit evil uh, while drinking beer. Um, and he talks about having death to the shitters of the world, um, which uh, Dennis is, doesn't like. He says, no, well, let's not cheers to that. Let's cheers to friendship. Oh, all right. That's different. Um 
So then uh, Arnie takes his hands off the wheel and, of course, Christine sort of drives herself. Um, and Arnie has a little speech about love. Um, and Dennis is like, oh, you feel this way about Lee? And he's like, no, you idiot, Christine. Nothing is better than your own, opening your, owning your own car, uh, except something else, which, again, I'm not talking about. Um, let's see. Dennis... They, they decide they're going to destroy Christine. So the next day, Dennis scratches into Christine's car, into Christine, sorry, uh, Darnell's tonight. I don't know why Christine just lets him get away with it. Um, anyway, it's nighttime. And Lee and Dennis are at Darnell's. They've got a plan. They hotwire a digger. Ooh. Christine shows up. Oh, she was actually already there. Ooh. Yeah, obviously. So then Christine chases Lee. and uh, But Dennis is in the digger. And uh, why Christine gets a mouth from somewhere? Does she attack the digger? I can't remember. Anyway, there's a mo there's quite a there's, there's a moment in it where Christine's whole front open front has been opened up, but it looks like teeth, and uh, it looks real sweet. It's really yeah, it good. goes full mm. demon at this point, isn't it? Full on yeah. demon, yeah. Yes, it's your proper monster car. The car. Moves away, goes back, and um, she's suddenly repaired again. Oh. After that, the, it chases down Lee again. Uh, but Lee's in the sort of Darnell's office, and Arnie gets thrown from Christine and impaled by glass. Bye-bye, oh. uh, Arnie. Bye-bye, Arnie. He's dead. He's dead, and then Christine's sad, and she plays a little song that says, I'll love you forever. And then Christine is alive and she goes for Lee and ends up impaled on the digger. She lurches out, pinned by the digger, still pulling for Lee. And Christine's lights begin to dim and then die. But she fixes herself. But Dennis says, fuck that. And just keeps driving over her until she actually does die. Then they drive over her back and forth. And she keeps trying to rebuild until in the end, we see that she's crushed into a cube. And they think that's the end of it, but then we hear some sneaky rock and roll. But then some bloke's got a radio and he looks at them as if to say, yeah, what do you want? Um, but then we see Christine's cube starts doing a bit creaky, creaky stuff. <laughs> and then we get bad to the bone. There you go. And that was Christine. And I'm sorry to everyone if that was a bit stupid because, um, like I say, my notes rolled and uh, that's my fault, not your fault. But I think you're getting your usual um, idiocy from me. Um, so, yes. Um, really good overview. Yes. What a, what a treat. Uh, didn't, uh, anyway, uh, yes. When do we do the reviews then? Um because I wrote them down this time, Matthew. Shall I do them now, or um, yeah? Should we uh, should we dive into those? Well, I wrote down what. Um, so this movie's got sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. And three and a half out of five on Letterboxd. So, so pretty positive on the whole. Generally positive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you're if you're a horror fan, I think. There's not a, there's not a lot not to like about Christine. I think you know, if everybody wanted that spectacular car, if we were all honest with ourselves, when I was a teenager, you know, my favorite car was an XR3i, you know, and 
I would have had that in sort of like pristine white with the spoiler on and pepper pot wheels. And that, you know, we all had that dream of having that one car. And his was Christine. Mine was the Ector one from Ghostbusters. That is mega. I think I recall Jaguar XJ220. I think that was the one I wanted. Um, is that the one with the walnut dash and the the oak steering wheel? I have no idea. I remember having a picture of a car on my uh, on my wall. But I also had a picture of Jake the Snake, and I would have much preferred to have <laughs> met him. Well, yeah. you see, I was a Hulk. I was a Hulkster, Hulkamaniac. Of course, yeah, it was a Jaguar XJ220. Um, so I have remembered something. That's good. Yeah, I agree. I I agree with you. To be quite honest with you, I think this is. Um, I really, really like this movie. Um, I don't. I have a whole lot to say about it. I think it's filmed well. I think it's acted well. There are no yeah. dip. There are no dips in it for me either. It just moves at a delightful pace because it's just shy of two hours actually. Um, yeah, which is long for a horror film. The standard for a horror film is usually an hour and a half. Um, mm. So for anything to run over that, it's um, it's good. It, I'd say, it doesn't. The horror parts of it are not amazing and they could have done some better bits. But I think they did yeah. what, what they could with it. And I personally would uh, give it a creative psychopath all the way. Um, but, um, did you, had you seen this already, Matthew? Or this was a first go? No, this, this was a first time for me. So okay. my feelings on it is I kind of felt that it is... Like it's from the B list from both Stephen King and John Carpenter. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not either of theirs go to as this is. Oh my god, this is this is why they're so highly regarded. Right. Yeah. But yeah. in saying that, you know, Stephen King's a genius. John Carpenter's a genius. So their B material is a lot better than most people's <laughs> A stuff. So yeah, yeah. That, that's not to put it down as, uh, as you know, as a as an insult to the film, you know, it's, uh, no, but to be fair, there's lots of, lots of horror films out there that are, that are are far superior to Christine. I just think, um, it's a film you can watch. It's easy to watch. There's no, there's no hidden agendas. Um, it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's got a a strange charm charm to it, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lovely charm. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's some stuff that that I I really loved about it. Uh, yeah, just the 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 bit in the petrol station where he blows you know the car blows up and Christine just comes out and it's on fire. It's, yeah, looks incredible. That the effects where it's sort of getting demolished and rebuilding, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I stand on Arnie. I don't know whether I love it or hate it because it's this weird paranoid but gawkish and kind of over the yeah. top but also pitch perfect for what the character's doing mm. yeah I mean if you I'm trying to think back to actors around that time who you could have got to play 
somebody like Arnie. And the only other person I could have thought of, but then he was he was already in a you know in starring roles um was Michael J. Fox. Um I don't think he could have played the part of Arnie, but he's in that ilk. He's he's that age group sort of thing. I think he's uh he's too wholesome, isn't he, Michael J. Fox? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have played well, but I don't think he's got the the evil side of him. Even when he played Team Wolf, it was comedy. It was there was no, yeah. No, you're right. But I think that's the that's the only problem with this Arnie. I think is that you're sort of supposed to get the idea that Christine turns him into a prick, but. It's not particularly likable from the you, start. Yeah, you never really get on his side. No. To begin with, dear. No. I, I, a problem that I also had was that uh, yeah, his, his friend, uh, whose name I've already forgotten, which is it's bad from me. Uh, but I think he gets he gets written out of the film for too long as well. I think there's there's a relationship there that's not developed like it should have been. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I. I just it's again just like last week as well it's in that spot just between spooky and creative psychopath for me it's like right in that that gap uh so so really it just depends on on how you're feeling and yeah i think if you just look at i think if you just look at christine as a whole take arnie out of the equation she she could be in any film, any horror film. She could she you know she's the star. Yeah, yeah, they they do a good job with the car. Yeah, Steve? it is. Again, you know, we talked about creature features earlier. It's it's exactly that. It's just the creatures a machine this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the only thing that I that, you know like if they were going to remake this, I'd, I'd say you know there's other character stuff that they could do um but as far as christine was concerned in this movie she's she's pretty perfect um mm. yeah it, it, it's funny to have an inanimate object being so many saying <laughs> i guess she's not inanimate really um yeah so you're gonna give it a create psychopath then matthew i heard you were you, you i will do feeling I'm, generous. I'm feeling i'm feeling good yeah, feeling generous um so oh, thank you. I'm sure Christine will appreciate that. What about you, Vinny? Is it a creative psychopath for you? I think so, just because of who Christine is and what 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 she what she was able to do. You know, um, like you say, it wasn't a typical sort of villain. Um, you know, you could. I wanted a Christine. <laughs> yeah, me too. Although, to be honest, of all the sentient vehicles, I probably wouldn't have taken Christine. I'd probably have a kit or a even a Herbie. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think of all the sentient vehicles, it probably, yeah. Definitely kit, in fact. Or the one that are back to the future. Yeah, but that car didn't think for itself. Did it? No. Yeah. Um, maybe Herbie actually, because that car could go. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, Herbie was a good car. Yeah, I think Herbie could rebuild itself as well, I think. Yes, it could. Anyway, um, I've really gone off on a tangent there. Oh, well, so there you go, everyone. Christine, a creative psychopath. Fantastic. It's a really good, fun movie. And I would recommend that you go see it. Uh, go see it. <laughs> go to the cinema now. It's not on, but go anyway. Uh, um, I believe it is available on Freebie, though. So. Oh, Freebie. I purchased it. Right, so yeah, that's the that is the filling of the horror sandwich. So the last thing we need to do is give you your final slice of bread, which, as you know, is these last two questions that we're going to ask, which which I'll find out what they are, even though I should know by now. So, so what I'll I'll go for this then. So what is a, oh, okay. a scary moment from a non-horror movie? To, to this remember. is pretty easy for me. Um so I'm gonna go with the original Robocop film. And it's the part where Peter Weller stood in front of all the people and he gets shot to bits and then the guy blows his hand off, clean right off. It's not even like, you know, masked, it's there. We see his hand literally get blown off and then the bullet to the head. That, for me, in a non-horror film um, type thing was just, oh, my God, what am I watching here? It It is savage. It is savage. I mean... I actually agree with you. That is a scary moment from a non-horror movie. But I actually think Ed 209 at the beginning is scarier. Um, when it, yeah. When it doesn't hear the gun and just blasts the guy. Um, yeah. It's quite a good movie, though. I like, I like, I especially like how nonplussed everybody is that he got shot. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he takes a lot of bullets, doesn't he, Peter Weller? What's he called in that? Alec Murphy. Robocop. It's called Robocop. Yeah, he's called Robocop. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's really I mean, the theme of the film, isn't it? That we've just stumbled across there. Oh, uh, yeah, that he's a robot cop. Well, is it? Is Absolutely. It, is it the robot or the man inside? Part man, Good part question. machine, or cop? Yeah. What a movie. Okay. Oh, it's great. Can we count that as a horror? <laughs> Maybe on our birthdays we could do non-horror movies and just choose what we want. <laughs> 101st episode, we'll do Robocop. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, the, the, I mean, if you're talking about modern horror films and gore, is that on a par with, like, you know, Peter Weller getting shot to bits and the other guy getting shot to bits? and The guy that comes out of the acid, now that is fucking scary. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And his head rolls when he runs into him. Yeah. Yeah, and then that... there's the uh, the guy falling out the building with the huge arms. That's completely the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's fun. Um, yeah, Robocop. I don't think it is a horror though. It's closer to a comedy, I'd say. Um, yeah. N- all right. Yeah. Sorry. I, um, you're doing these questions. Uh, uh, yeah, well, the uh, the last one then that we've got is if you uh, you could make a non-horror movie into a horror movie, what would you choose? Right, so I'm going to go with Toy Story. Okay. I, think I know, might have had that I know you're going to be like, what? Yeah, yeah Toy Story. Sense. I just think it's one of those films that you could quite easily flip it 
and have all the little miniature characters um, when they come to life be really awful, really bad. Mm. And I, I, I've, you know, so I think Toy Story for me would be like, yeah, let's let's flip it and let's, you know, the little T Rex going around and like chomping bits of your feet away and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. No, it really. Yeah, works. Yeah, I could I could see there's a film there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd 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 watch that. I mean, you know, we're getting Winnie the Pooh as a horror, so why not have Toy Story as a horror? Why not? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, lovely. Right, that's it then. We've made it. We've created the horror sandwich. Um, we sure having ham and cheese in, but because it's a horror sandwich, um, it's going to be cheese and ham instead. Oh yeah, <laughs> cheese and ham. Uh, no, I. Um, let's see. How could we ruin this sandwich thematically? Um, somebody has a shit in it. <laughs> well, the shit, the shit on the really, the shit on the guy's really bad. The shit on the guy's car. So yeah, yeah. Or or it gets destroyed. And to by be a fair, shit. there's nothing. There's nothing you can add to that sandwich that would take make it taste any better. Yeah. Uh, Ketchup, I suppose. No, I still won't go for it. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I've enjoyed that. Um, right, so um, it is good. Thanks very much for coming onto the podcast. I really, uh, no, I've... it's been a while, but I've enjoyed having you on. And uh, really, no, I've really, I've really enjoyed being on. And uh, obviously, it's been really nice to meet you, Matthew, as well. Yeah, likewise. And, uh, I look. I look forward to listening to many, many, many more Creative Psychopath podcasts. Oh, that's nice. God knows if we're willing to make many, many, many more. Uh, well, we're going to get to at least 101 now. We've, yeah. we've committed to an extra one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Damn it. Because I want to see, I want to, I want to hear the uh, 100 all about Jaws. I think that's going to be a really long episode. We might have to start that earlier that day. Um, yeah. Because I was God forbid to... if you get to Jaws 3D, we'll just not go in there. <laughs> I like Jaws 3D. Uh, Somebody has to. It's the I fourth know. one I hate. It's Is a... that the re- Jaws of Revenge? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Really bad. Um, really bad. Bloody Jaws chat. Um, right. <laughs> um, thanks as always, Matthew, for for coming on. And always a pleasure. Thanks to me for being here as well. I'm I'm always happy to be here. Um, follow us on things, social medias. Uh, I've, I've started actually updating the letterbox, so that's a good idea. Do that. Um, well, Instagram, creative underscore psychopaths underscore. Facebook group, creative psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. Please go on there um, because... You know, each week we put on there what movie we're doing and you can have a comment about it. I didn't do that this week because nobody said anything um, apart from Vinny who said he was looking forward to coming on the episode. Um, but I don't think they did. Fucking hell, I'm going to have to check now, aren't I? Yeah, no, nobody said no. Right, um, yeah, so that's it. We're, we, we're at the end. So, super. B- bye. Bye. <laughs> See you later.